0: Hello folks, my name is Rick Pearson and this is Prophecy USA, a program specifically designed to unveil the hidden mystery of America's role in Bible prophecy. Today, we're going to continue our first speaking engagement from Bradenton, Florida. So stay tuned, we'll be right back. Welcome back, folks. Before we begin our program today, I'd like to invite you to join Karen and myself every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for our Bible Study Podcast live chat. You can go to prophecyusa.org, our YouTube channel, or just send us your email and we can send you a link every week just to remind you. Now, last week we shared part two of our very first speaking engagement in the USA at Flame the Fire Conference in Bradenton, Florida. And my host, Pastor Phil Durstein, told me he wanted me to take as much time as needed and give our full teaching of America's role in Bible prophecy. Today, we're going to continue with part three of that seminar. So I'd like to once again welcome you to Bradenton Christian Retreats Family Church for Prophecy USA's first teaching seminar, In this great country, we call the United States of America, and you are there. Now, what happens when you form a covenant with God? If you observe and do all these commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God give thee, this is in uh, Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 14, these blessings shall come upon you in the city in the field the fruit of thy body the fruit of thy ground the fruit of your cattle the flocks the sheep the basket the store when thou comest in you should be blessed coming in and blessed going out thine enemies that rise up against you shall be smitten by thy face and they will flee from you seven ways the lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouse and in all that thou settest thine hand to do And the Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods, in the fruit of thy body, the fruit of the cattle, the fruit of the ground, in the land which the Lord thy God has given thee. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail, above only, and thou shalt not be beneath. And thou shalt not go aside from any of the words which I command thee this day, to the right hand or to the left, or to go after other gods to serve them. That's why the U.S. is so rich today. Because they took that Mayflower Covenant as the founding charter and they wove that into the Constitution and the Pledge of Allegiance. On her money, it says, In God we trust. And her Pledge of Allegiance says, One Nation Under God. The first president, George Washington, said this, It is the duty of all nations to acknowledge... The providence of Almighty God to obey his will, to be grateful for his benefits, and humbly implore his protection and favor. There are 20 quotes I can give you, but we don't have time. At the the head of the Supreme Court, we've established our laws under God's divine moral protocol. Here we see Moses. And in 1844, this is what the Supreme Court said. Why may not the Bible and especially the New Testament without note or comment be read and taught as a divine revelation in schools, its general precepts expounded, its evidences explained, and its glorious principles of morality inculcated? Where can the purest principles of morality be learned so clearly or so perfectly as from the New Testament? That's what your laws were based on. United States is a covenant nation she's a providential nation and what about that wealth she took that wealth and she created the greatest military in the world and the woman which thou sawest is that great city with reigneth over the kings of the world that word reigneth is basilia. it means to rule over as a king in 2019 the United States spent 700 billion US dollars on its military That's roughly the size of the next seven largest military budgets in the world. 800 military bases in more than 70 countries and territories all over the world. America invests more on national defense than China, India, Russia, Saudi Arabia, France, Germany, United Kingdom, Japan, South Korea, and Brazil combined. America's Air Force boasts of thirteen thousand military aircraft compared to China and Russia, the world's next largest aerial powers, have a total of only two to three thousand military aircraft. The US does not have the largest Navy. China does now. So I, I just want to clarify that. And she pleases the world with that military. So he carried me away in the spirit and willers and I saw the woman sit upon a scarlet-colored beast over all the other nations she sits upon with that military. Now, I had a friend walking down the beach, a Canadian friend, who made a statement to me several years ago and it just made me angry. He said, you know, Rick, who do these Americans think they are that they can police the world? And I said, who do you want to police the world? And he just looked at me like a deer in the headlights. I said, do you want Iran? Would you like Russia? Maybe you'd like China. And he said, well. And I said, listen, listen. What would happen? One of those nations came into Canada, and they said, we want your wheat fields out west. We want your oil fields out west. And we want your factories in Ontario. And we're not here to trade. We're here to take them. And if you don't give them to us, you're going to be in big trouble. Because we have a very small country of 35 million people. We have five submarines. Three of them are in the Edmonton Mall. You can go and ride in them for 50 (laughs) cents. We have no military. What would we do? What would Canada do if Russia or Iran came? We'd make one phone call, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. One phone call. And within five minutes, F-32 Raptors would be flying across our borders. Within 24 hours, the U.S. military, Marines, and foot soldiers would be marching into our country, willing to give their lives for our freedom. And once the aggressive nation saw America, they'd back off, they'd go home, The jets would fly back to America, the soldiers would leave, they'd hold out their hand and say, now let's do business. They wouldn't take one oil field, not one bushel of wheat. There has been no nation in the history of the world that has given so much to so many and been appreciated by so few as the United States of America. So I'm a Canadian And I want to say to my friends in America, God bless the United States of America. And he has, but we've got a problem. We've got a big problem. The Bible says that she has wisdom and knowledge above all other nations. For thou hast trusted in thy wickedness. Thou hast said, none seeth me, for thy wisdom and thy knowledge hath perverted thee. According to the statistics of 2020, the United States has 1,425 military and commercial satellites traveling as high as 22,000 miles above the earth. They're able to read a milk carton from 22,000 feet. They're watching everyone. But there's a problem. They've taken their eyes off of God. And when they say we're going to follow the science, they're going to follow the science. All right. Right into the ground. Because this country was not built on the science. It was built on a faith in a supernatural being that would bless us as long as we walked in covenant with God. And she becomes proud and haughty. Isaiah says 47, she says within her heart, I am and none else beside me. Proverbs 16, 18 says, pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall." In 850 BC, King Ahab of Israel was warned by Micaiah that if he went to war, God would end his life. Now, Israel was breaking covenant with God. 400 paid prophets of Ahab said, Israel is in covenant with God. God will never let that happen to the king of Israel. One prophet, Zedekiah, even slapped Micaiah in the face as a sign of his utter rebuke of the prophecy of this gloom and doom prophet. Ahab went to battle and was killed. One prophet got it right, and 400 prophets got it wrong.
1: The United Nations has a 2030 agenda. The World Economic Forum has a great reset. The COVID-19 pandemic has an accelerated mandate. But as the new world order plans their world without God, nothing will be accelerated faster than the prophetic word God has spoken to the United States of America. It will be the hour that changes everything. Prophecy USA is proud to present their latest book, The Hour That Changes Everything. Together with our study guide and free app, prepare yourself for one of the greatest events in Bible prophecy. Go to prophecyusa.org or call the number on your screen now to make your donation of $35 or more and receive your copy of the book, The Hour That Changes Everything. We are waiting to hear from you. Call today.
0: Many times God punished the leader of a covenant nation instead of the whole nation. Because he made the rules. Not in America. We make the rules. We vote and we send people in and they make the rules. So it's all on all of us. When those rules come through, it's on who you voted in. If you're voting somebody in because you're going to get a check in the mail... God is your source, not the government. In 750 BC, 100 years after, after Micaiah, Isaiah prophesied the destruction of a dozen nations in his generation. A dozen. And every one of them fell according to his word. So what happened to Isaiah? He was hunted down by his nephew, King Manasseh after hiding in a tree where the king commanded to cut it down with isaiah in it and he was literally sawn asunder for his prophecies the other government paid prophets of the day told manasseh that isaiah was a doom and gloom prophet because israel was a covenant nation god would never destroy her but it turned out they were the false prophets not isaiah Pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. She will have a can't fail opinion of herself, this, this, this woman. Isaiah 47, 10 says, she says in her heart, I sit a queen and I will see no sorrow. Now, folks, he's prophesying way into the future before the tribulation. Right before the tribulation, this is what she'll, what she'll say in her heart. So the next time you hear a prophet or Bible prophecy teacher say that America is a covenant nation and God will never break covenant with a covenant nation, ask them how come the richest, most powerful nation in the history of the world who has a covenant with God is not in Scripture and see what they say. If we're a covenant nation where are we in the Bible well we're not in the Bible really really God will not break covenant with a covenant nation he will just fulfill every warning he gives to a covenant nation if they turn their back on him but just because a nation breaks covenant doesn't mean that you have to break your personal covenant you're still in covenant but the nation's going in a different direction and he will never, never, never break covenant with someone who is keeping their covenant with him. It's like the odd couple, Bob and like this old couple, Bob and Ruth, they were driving along in the car and, and they were old and she was sitting on the other side of the car and she says, Bob, do you remember when I used to sit so close to you when we were in love? And he says, yes, I remember that, Ruth. And, he, and she says, Whatever happened to those days? He said, I don't know, but I didn't move. (laughs) God will never move from you unless you move from him. He will never override your free will. You have to will to be in covenant with him. And remember, you don't need a prophet to hear from God. You do not need a prophet to hear from God. He will speak directly through you to you through this book. My sheep hear my voice, and the Holy Spirit will show you things to come. Now, that's a plug to buy this book, just in case. <laughs> she falls spiritually in God's eyes. John and Isaiah both prophesied that Babylon will fall from her covenant and fall into spiritual darkness. Sit thou silent and get thee into darkness, and you'll no more be called the lady of kingdoms. Revelation 18.2 says Babylon has fallen as fallen. And she's literally driven into darkness or handed over to demonic activity. It says here that Babylon is the daughter of the Chaldeans. Chaldeans is not referring to only a nationality of people in ancient Babylon. But according to the Lexham Bible Dictionary, Chaldeans is, is the word that the Bible used for astrologers, wanderers, and demons. Sit thou silent and get thee into darkness, O daughter of demons. Somewhere along the line, this woman has a shift. She falls into darkness, and she has 23 characteristics of a reprobate mind and a nation that goes reprobate. Let me read some of those. There's unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, haters of God, proud, covenant breakers, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. This is what happens to Babylon. And she embraces ancient Babylonian religions. In Isaiah 47, she goes into sorceries and an abundance of enchantments. It says, stand now with thine enchantments and with the multitude of thy sorceries. Let the astrologers, stargazers, monthly prognosticators stand up and save thee. Some of the things that come from Babylon are Ouija boards, tarot cards, crystal balls. She practices no no cremency. Thou art worried in the multitude of thy counsels. Leviticus says, do not turn to mediums or seek out spiritists, for you will be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. Baal worship includes necromancy, speaking to the dead or mediums. You're not supposed to do that according to the word. Babylon is full of it. 26 and 20, 25 and 26, uh, she's full of sorceries. Sorceries is the Hebrew word keshep. It means casting spells and charming no, and charming known as witchcraft today she is drug-induced nation filled with a multitude of sorceries sorceries is the word pharmakeia. it's where we get drugs from mystery Babylon the Great is a nation that has a massive drug problem fentanyl killed more Americans this year than any other year in the history of the country Babylon has a drug abuse problem and she becomes a world leader in pornography according to scripture Come hither and I will show thee the judgment of the great prostitute which sitteth upon many waters who the kings of the earth have committed fornication. Pornography from Hollywood is the number one place that produces pornography in the world. Every 37 minutes a pornographic movie is made 24 hours a day, 7 days a week and it's a $13 billion industry and it all comes out of Hollywood, the vast majority. And Babylon becomes a debtor nation thou shalt lend to many nations under the covenant and not borrow but if you don't obey my voice a stranger will lend to thee and thou shalt not lend to him and he shall be the head and you'll be the tail proverbs 22 7 says the borrower is servant to the lender if you don't obey god's voice your prosperity begins to dwindle
1: Four thousand years ago an antichrist religion was birthed in ancient babylon Yet Joshua overcame it, Gideon overturned it, Elijah overwhelmed it, and Josiah overthrew it. This vile religion demands a rejection of God's commandments, a defiance of God's morals, a resurgence of Ashtoreth poles with rampant immorality, and the shedding of innocent blood that cries out for judgment. These are the signs of a nation seduced by Baal worship. But what is the answer? 2,000 years ago, innocent blood was shed for you. But will America come back? Will she seek God's forgiveness or will she suffer His judgment? Prophecy USA proudly presents a study guide addressing America's spiritual state of the union concerning her past, present, and future role in Bible prophecy. Call right now with your donation of $20 or more to receive your copy. 1-888-306-1759 Or go online to prophecyusa.org right now. She
0: becomes a habitation... Of all kinds of immorality, Babylon has become the habitation of devils, the hold of every foul spirit, the cage of every unclean bird and hateful bird. So, at the same time of her dwindling prosperity, she falls morally as an invaded by dark spirits, unclean and hateful birds. She has a culture similar to Noah's day, as it was in the days. Now, this is Jesus talking, as it was in the days of Noah. So shall it be in in the days of the Son of Man. They ate, they drank, they married. They were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. But after the flood, many people don't know this. Noah drank of the wine and was drunken, and he was uncovered within his tent. And Noah awoke from his wine and knew what his younger son had done to him, and he cursed Canaan. After the flood was, was at the time that Ham came in and he found his dad Noah uncovered. He called Shem, Ham, and Japheth and said, come over, we have to cover dad. Uncovered in Hebrews, the word gala, it's used 26 times in scripture referring to sexual incest among family members. Noah did not curse Ham, Japheth, or Shem. He cursed his grandson Canaan who committed a sexual act on his grandfather, the man of the rainbow covenant concerning the rainbow god said i will look upon it and remember my covenant with all flesh noah was a man of the rainbow covenant who was sexually defiled by his grandson canaan it was the first recorded act of forced homosexual incest in scripture that was then and there and here's the rainbow here and now the rainbow stands for sexual liberation from any and all biblical moral protocol in the nation of babylon Babylon means confusion. You can live in Babylon and not be confused if you stay in the word of God, because you know exactly what's happening to your nation. So she has a, a culture similar of Sodom and Gomorrah. Isaiah said, and Babylon, the glory of kingdoms, shall be as when God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah. Jude, Jesus' brother. Said, And the angels which kept not their first estate, he hath reserved an everlasting change under darkness, under the judgment of the great day, even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them, in like manner, giving themselves over to strange flesh, are set for an example to us. And in Genesis 19, God was getting ready to judge Sodom and Gomorrah, except Lot was there, and Lot was a man of righteousness. So he sent two angels that were released and sent to Lot telling him of the coming judgment to Sodom and Gomorrah. Now the men in Sodom saw the angels and they were staying in Lot's house and they marched down the street because they wanted to have carnal knowledge with the angels. And Lot offered him his two daughters, but the men refused. Then in Genesis nineteen nine it says, this one fellow, Lot, you come to sojourn us and you judge us. We'll even do worse to you. Then will do to them. And they pressed sore upon the man, even Lot, and came near to the door. Now, the militant sodomites accused Lot of judging them. But the fact is they were judging Lot for not allowing them to force their sexuality on others. The angels didn't want anything to do with the sodomites. They came to warn them. This biblical principle of judge not applies to Everyone both believers and non-believers. It's just like gravity. It's no respecter of persons. The last sign in Sodom and Gomorrah before her destruction was a militant, aggressive Sodomites marching down the streets, judging everyone who would not endorse or, and comply to their sexual preferences. The only thing they lacked was a rainbow flag. According to Isaiah and Jeremiah and Jude, Babylon will have the same signs before she is judged. And the wise will understand and the wicked will not. In 2015, the nation's capital and former president of the USA, Barack Obama, boldly embraced this new rainbow initiative in the White House, turning it into the Rainbow House. 630 years before Christ, Jeremiah prophesied about Babylon the great. As a sword is upon the Chaldeans, Babylon, said the Lord, as God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah and the neighboring cities thereof, so shall no man abide there, neither shall any son of man dwell there. So what happens to a nation who no longer practices biblical moral protocol? They end up with unwanted children, and then enters the most horrific abomination of the Babylonian religion. Babylon has temples of Moloch in her. Now this is a this is a warning to the Church of Pergamos. Because you've suffered that woman Jezebel to seduce my servants, to commit fornication, and to eat things sacrificed. I gave her space to repent of her fornication, and she repented not. That's the job of the prophets, to warn. Behold, I will cast her into a bed, and them that commit adultery with her, into great tribulation, except they repent of their deeds, and I will kill her children with death, and I will give unto every one of you according to your works. Baal worship was practiced by Queen Jezebel of Israel in 850 B.C., However, according to the warnings in Revelation, it appears again, especially in the covenant nation of Babylon the Great, because God's warning the church of Pergamos who are endorsing it. You endorse the killing of children, I will kill your children. This is serious stuff, folks. Folks, I trust you enjoyed part three of our live seminar presentation. Next week we'll have our final episode from Bradenton, Florida as we continue to unveil the hidden mystery of America's role in Bible prophecy. This is Prophecy USA. My name is Rick Pearson reminding you that Jesus is alive and he's coming back much sooner than many people think. Shalom.